Sheila Carrar was raised in the Scottish Highlands by her uncle after her parents died when she was a child. When she was 22, her uncle passed and left her everything, including a large house and an equally large debt. Despite being advised to sell the house and use the money to pay off the mortgage and then make her way in the working world, she decided that she couldn't part with the house and instead leased it for five years and moved to London to use the lease to try to figure out how to make her way in the world. When all of her efforts turned up fruitless, she ended up deciding that she was going to advertise her psychic abilities to help solve uncanny mysteries around the country. This is where our story begins. where our story begins. Hello, my name is Daisy, and I am the host of this brand new podcast called This Is Where Our Story Begins. Essentially, on here, I will be doing book reviews as well as sharing some original stories that I came up with by giving general plot and stuff like that. And starting off, I decided what better to do than finishing the book that I just won, Sheila Carrar, Psychic Detective. So, I, like I just said, I won this book. It, so, um, even though it was given to me for free, all the opinions contained herein are entirely my own. This book... I have to be honest, if I would have seen the cover in a bookstore, I might have picked up the book and went and bought it upon reading the back, but I can't guarantee that, and I would not have known what I would have been missing. This book was truly phenomenal. I really enjoyed reading it. It was really fun. I laughed out loud at certain parts. The, the characters were so personable, and I have to say, one of my favorite parts is the part is the fact that it's actually written in six parts. So it, all the stories are self-contained, so I can actually go and read one story. And that takes each story is about 20 minutes long. This I read it on my Kindle, so that's why I said it was about 20 minutes long. So it was nice to be able to sit down, read it, and I could get up and do something knowing I'd be done in about 20 minutes. And so on and so forth. And I, I really did enjoy that. And even though I got it on my Kindle now, it was actually compiled recently because the original author is Ella M. Grimsour, I believe is how you pronounce that, and it was published in the 1920s in pulp magazines. Now, you might have heard of the movie Pulp Fiction, but this, this is a different thing entirely. Pulp magazines allowed people to publish stuff for really cheap. And it allowed them to be able to do any sort of genre you want. And as societal and gender norms were changing in the 1920s, Ella saw her chance and she went and wrote Sheila Kriar. I believe I'm pronouncing that name correctly. So I'm really happy that Nicole Jones Dion wrote the introduction because that gave me some background, like the fact that it is Pulp Fiction and was originally from the 1920s and all that stuff, and the fact that she compiled it all together. Because being able to read them all in one book rather than having to find them on the internet or go and track them down was really nice. I have to say, going to the actual story now and not just the history of it, it really gives me a sort of Sherlock Holmes vibe because each story is self-contained. So, like how in Sherlock Holmes, you can go and you can read The Red-Headed League. And once you read it, you're like, okay, sweet, now I'm going to go read another one. And there weren't too many characters that overlapped, except obviously Sheila 
and then occasionally her house or her landlady. But and then one of my favorites was Salvador Heartland because he appeared in the first one. He was related to the person who was calling Sheila in, but he fell in love with her and was like, won't you just marry me? And she's like, I can't because she, she was trying to save her, the house her uncle had left her because there was so much debt in it that they were like, you just need to sell it and take the money to pay off the mortgage. And she's like, I can't do that. So that's when she ended up making her living as a detective, trying to get rid of haunted stuff. And like I said, I just, I really did enjoy it. I thought it was a unique premise. And I liked that it wasn't just, okay, we're going to get rid of this ghost story. We're going to, we're going to get rid of this ghost that's haunting the house. She actually went and did research and found out why each thing was haunting them. Why were our magical eyes appearing to everyone? Why was there sudden fear when everyone went into this room? Why was there a wraith appearing randomly but wasn't causing any damage? And I just, I really like that she did the background and stuff. And I personally don't try to predict how stories are going to end because I'm either like, oh, shoot, I'm wrong, or oh, great, that was predictable. So I didn't see any of the endings coming. But even if I tried to predict the ending, I don't know if I would have been able to predict this one. Like, it was, it was really good. I know I laughed really hard in the fear room, I'm pretty sure is what it was called. Because this guy, he wanted to believe just in material stuff, like the material world and everything. Ghosts aren't real, and his wife really did believe in ghosts. And they used this one room, the fear room, as a bedchamber exactly three times, and every time the person died of a heart attack. And he's like, it's just an extraordinary coincidence. But I just, I really did like how they went and were able to go and do all of that. And like I said, it's just fun to read. I laughed out loud at that part. And the last one was probably my favorite. Uh, it was, let me, I forgot the name of it. Let me look it up quick. But basically this guy was there trying to protect the legacy of his, of the guy who technically would be the descendant of the guy he took care of. It was called the Wraith of Fergus McGinty. And he, he died to protect this thing. I'm not going to spoil too much of it because I really think you guys should go and pick up this book. It's really, it was really good. It's, and it's really not that long either because I got it in a PDF format and it was like just over 80 pages on a computer. So, you know, that's not going to be that long of a read. And I can honestly say this was a five star read. I enjoyed every single one of these stories and they led you to believe that some things were going to be a certain way and they weren't. And I really liked that. And I really liked how Salvador Hartland just kept appearing. That's one of my favorite parts. He is one of my favorite characters in these books. I honestly can't think of anything else to say other than go pick up and read this book. It was so good. So yep, I guess that's where this episode ends. Thank you everyone for tuning in and stay tuned for the next one. See you guys next book. Bye.